0: My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast with the monthly horoscope for February 2022. So we're in the Chinese New Year now, so we're really moving into this New Year, almost at the Vedic New Year as well, so we're fully through the transition almost. And we just had Venus go direct and Mercury go direct This is the podcast to learn all about the transits of Vedic astrology using the sidereal zodiac, which is the actual placement. If you look at astronomy or look in the stars and use this app like night sky app, you can actually see what I'm talking about Mercury going into Capricorn on February 3rd. You can actually see it with your own eyes, with a telescope or with the night sky app and that is the big difference between Western and Vedic astrology, and one of the many topics I'll be covering at the Vedic Astrology 101 course at the end of this month, so you can get on the waitlist for that right now in the show notes, or go to quietmindastrology.com. You can join the waitlist for the 101 course. This will be all new, live on Zoom, and updated for this year with some cool new things to learn about the planets, signs, houses, nakshatras, how to put it all together and speak the language of astrology like we do every week here on the podcast so that we can understand and make sense of what's happening in our lives. And I remember years ago when I was really just getting deep into astrology, but not following the transits, going through some really tumultuous times personally, and then not really having a clear sense of why or what was really going on and i'd gotten my vedic astrology reading before and understood my chart and knew how to kind of work with it but i didn't see and understand how the transits are activating things and that's the power we really get to have when we understand the language of vedic astrology we can understand kind of what's happening and see like oh of course this makes sense this would happen Uh, A lot of people know this already with like Mercury retrograde can blame all your problems on Mercury retrograde, especially with communications and contracts and negotiations, anything to do with technology is likely to be some sort of delays and setbacks. And that's become a sort of shorthand in the general public of, oh, it's Mercury retrograde. Of course, this would happen. And of course, we can just take away all responsibility and put it all on the planets. That's the goal here. No, it's that's a dry joke for you. So uh, what we really want to do and understand is, okay, well, Mercury is going into Capricorn this month. It's going direct. What does that mean? How do we work with that? What are some of the possible negative expressions and positive expressions and how can we best work with it? So Venus has been retrograde for the last month. How have your relationships been? Anything come up? Any new insights? It's often common that during Venus retrograde, old flames will come back into your life. Old partners start reaching out to you, you run into them at the grocery store. These kind of things, serendipitous things happen where you end up seeing your ex-partner out of nowhere and just completely unexpected. Uh, Lots of experiences like that for me in the past and people I know personally. And if you've been coming up against some old patterns and old beliefs and old ways of relating that are no longer serving you, there's an opportunity to heal that. So there's this universal planetary energy of we can't always just go forward we need to take time to retreat time to go within time to review things time to better understand what's been happening and not just always going forward this happens in nature all the time of course with the leaves falling off the trees in the winter if you're in a climate that has that of course and then coming back in the spring and we all have this in ourselves we are our lungs expand and contract Our life goes through these cycles of chapters beginning and ending, and I've been talking to a lot of people this week where they feel like they're at the end of a chapter, and this sort of new phase of life has begun. It's not necessarily fully here, but an old chapter is ending, and a new chapter is beginning. Where is that happening for you in your life? And You might already just instinctively know, but you can also check where... Capricorn is in your birth chart, the number 10, and you can get your free birth chart at quietmindastrology.com and see where all this activity has been going on with Venus going back from Capricorn back to Sagittarius. So look where the number nine is as well. Big lessons there in relationships. But the big story for this month is all about Capricorn as it has been to a large degree for the last two years with Saturn being there and really throughout the rest of this year. So as I've talked about Those of you who think maybe the pandemic stuff will be fully over and we'll move forward into maybe going back to the way things were in 2019, 2018, I don't think that's very likely, based on the astrology of what's happening this year. And we'll likely see a lot of similar issues in the public and the world at large and affecting us on a personal level. So as always with that Saturn energy, it's just about hard work, it's discipline, it's patience, it's service. And on the negative side, yes, it's a lot of restrictions, delays, disease, especially for older men in particular with Saturn in Capricorn. It's an indicator of that. And of course, that's what we've seen with the pandemic. And there's also the positive side of it, of teaching us boundaries, teaching us limitations that help us learn and grow because we all have our own limits. And when we are aware of them, we can be more self-aware, more intentional, more clear on what things we can focus on and build our structures around and what things are not going to serve us it's very humbling to work with a lot of saturn energy and i've personally been in my own saturn dasha since 2008 it's a really long time that the saturn dasha lasts the dasha is the long planetary period we're all going through our own different level and different uh, stage of that depending on the minute you're born that determines your dasha and everyone's got a little bit different dasha going on So that's how you see the personal patterns playing out. And since Saturn went there, I immediately experienced a lot of major obstacles when that Saturn transit happened. And this is part of why I got so into Vedic astrology to begin with, because I just was unable to make sense of what was happening in my life in 2008. It was very difficult, very challenging and uh, there's some really interesting things that happened uh, major setbacks obstacles got robbed moved drove across the countries there's a lot of major changes in turmoil right at the, around that time in that window where i went into my saturn dasha and i had to really learn to be okay with solitude and go deep into meditation and in this time i've been in the saturn dasha for those of you who are in it or going into it soon it is a time of that. I've found the, the best use of my energy is doing deep disciplined practices. And I've spent countless hours in silent retreats, going to different yoga retreats, different training certifications, deep intensive study, especially of old things like old meditation methods, like Vipassana, what the Buddha taught in the Vipassana 10 day retreat, or learning Kundalini Yoga or Hatha Yoga. Of course, I'm a yoga teacher as well, and Quiet Mind Yoga, quietmind.yoga is the website for that. And astrology is a very old tradition, Vedic astrology in particular, going back at least 2,000 years, potentially 3,000 or more to the Vedas written in the 1600s BCE, 1700s BCE. So this is an old lineage, and with all this Saturn energy, again, still going on all year to a degree... And really for the next two and a half years still, when Saturn is gonna go forward to Aquarius, it's going to be a significant shift and still a strong Saturn energy because Saturn rules Aquarius as well in Vedic astrology. So it's always important to consider these things and all month it's just front and center because Mercury's there, is a big stellium pretty much all month here. Pluto's there, uh, Venus is going back there, Mars is there in Capricorn or Mars is exalted. And Mars really thrives on hard work, in Capricorn. And people I know who have Mars in Capricorn—we had a uh, well—I don't—I don't know if I want to share people's personal info here—but uh, a, a graduate of the Vedic Astrology mentorship, it's very hardworking woman in Australia. You know who you are, <laughs> and uh, uh, very strong Mars in Capricorn energy, very ambitious, entrepreneurial, strong leader. Uh, So that kind of energy is is coming to the front for all of us to a degree. So we have a little bit more drive, a little more initiative, especially if you're kind of coming into the new year, still feeling like you're dragging your feet a little bit or not quite really into this, oh my gosh, it's already the end of January. Where is this year going? Well, when Mars goes to Capricorn at the end of this month in February, uh, it's actually on the 26th, which is the day I'll be hosting the Vedic Astrology 101 live class which you can get on the wait list now at quietmindastrology.com uh, but that's the day mars goes to capricorn so you'll feel this new shift of energy so if you've been feeling a little sluggish and you feel like you know i i want to move forward on my goals or do these different things but i just still not feeling it this may be the time to go more within to retreat more to be more internal we all have these phases and they're different for all of us we're different hemispheres of the world or in different phases of life, different dashas. We've all got different charts, right? You're not just one of 12 sun signs and you all fit into a box. We're all unique, complex individuals. So look where Capricorn is in your chart and just imagine all these planets are there this month. So if that's in your 10th house of career, a lot of energy into your career for Aries rising or Aries moons because that's the Capricorn will be in your 10th house. And it, wherever Capricorn is, there's a lot of energy there to focus on hard work, service, discipline, time in meditation, time in solitude and silence. It's like choosing to create an obstacle for yourself, giving yourself challenges, setting up structures that challenge you to grow. It's a great way to use this energy for its best to volunteer for people, even just giving Food to the ducks, or giving money to someone on the street, or volunteering at an organization you care about. As big or small as it is, some level of knowing that, you know, you, we're all just here on rented space in a way. And we all are given this amazing gift of life. And to know that we don't need to try to hoard it or control it all or have everything figured out, but we can be stewards for what we do have and be of service to others, because we are all the (laughs) beneficiaries of so many amazing people who've come before us, and that's the only reason I'm here as a teacher, because of my teachers and all of these teachings that have been passed down forever, to have it here now where we get to work with it. So it's important to give back, because that tells the universe that I have more than enough and uh, you know i like to draw from all different traditions in the bible it says to he who has more will be given to he who has not even what little he has will be taken away and that to me is a proverb that speaks to the nature of abundance when we come from this place of i have enough and i'll give from that place then it's often reciprocated or we're taken care of in some way and i've tested this on so many levels in my life and found it to be true and when we get into that sort of scarcity mindset, you know, I have this own inner dialogue that if I notice that coming up and I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work, or I'm worried about this, or this fear coming up. And with the, all this Saturn and Capricorn energy for the last two years, that is also an indicator of fear. So if you've been going through that, that's normal as well. But having an awareness of it, to step back from it, like we do in meditation, to step back and observe whatever is coming up and notice, oh, I'm having this fear what am i making that mean of this feeling maybe expecting something bad to happen and to get out of the reactive mind of just being afraid but to step into the observer mind of noticing i have a feeling of fear and isn't that interesting and what could be causing that and what could i do to create a feeling of safety or security or focus or structure which again all benefits the saturn energy so usually I go into <laughs> right into all the transits of the month. There's not that many this month, so it's a lot of this This Saturn energy is so dominant all month. And Mercury is up there a bit, and then Mars gets up there towards the end of the month. So that these are all the big themes. No matter what's going on in your life, this is pretty consistent for everybody, this influence of the Saturn energy. So going through the actual transits of the month, there is on Thursday, February 3rd, is when Mercury goes direct in Capricorn. So if you have any major contracts or agreements to settle this first week of the month, and you can put them off a little bit a couple of days. It's often more favorable if you do those things during Mercury direct. And it's okay if you need to do them during Mercury retrograde. I just recommend that they are things that have been in the works for a while. So if it's something completely new during Mercury retrograde, there's likely to be more issues. But if it's something that is finishing up or going back to it and now bringing it to completion, that's all usually just fine. The next sign transit is on Saturday, February 12th at 3.57 p.m. Central when the sun moves into Aquarius. Right. So we are now going into what? people would call the Aquarius season. And, uh, you know, I, I come from the Western astrology background. That's where I started because I could not find anything with Vedic astrology when I was beginning my studies in Minneapolis, Minnesota growing up. And I, it was so much easier just everywhere I looked, it was all Western astrology. And I would hear these little things, maybe seeing a book, oh, there's some mention of Vedic astrology, but it uses this different zodiac. And I'm, my beginner's mind i was just like well i don't how do you even begin to shift everything to this new zodiac why is it a different zodiac and how is that right and i just didn't know anybody who was doing it so i just kept going with the western astrology and until i found my vedic astrology teacher who i've mentioned before on the podcast you can look him up you can read his book he's a great teacher the book is called astrology yoga by Mata benton he's based in austin texas I'd recommend getting a reading with him, right? It's, I'm happy to send people his way. He's been so helpful to me and just an amazing light of a person in the world an amazing teacher and mentor and guide to me throughout the years uh, who I would not be here without him. So always happy to refer people to him at uh, his website, I think astrologyyogi.com. But in that process, it was like, now I get an outlet to learn this new methodology and to hear from somebody who's lived it and to see all the results of all the people around him are just their mind was blown by the reading. So I just couldn't wait to work with him and get a reading and start to learn this stuff. But yeah, it was a big head spin to see, oh, you're not this sign anymore, you're that sign. And to see just how much, like you can't break the world down into just 12 types of people and the whole year into just 12 types of months, there's so much more going on. It's an oversimplification, which can be helpful at times. In some ways it works. Sometimes it is accurate and works. And sometimes it's just too narrow. It's not clear enough. It's not specific enough to really address the individuals. And I'm all about that. My yoga teaching as well, it's all about personalizing it to individuals, So astrology, and we learn it this way, you're not just a sun sign, you're not just a moon sign, you're not just a rising sign. It's all of it. And it can take a long time to really wrap your head around that. And it took me many years of study and uh, just this focus on learning something every day. So hopefully in this podcast, you're learning at least one thing every day. And I'm not going over your head with too much information or anything, uh, but making it really accessible. And all that to say, as the sun goes into Aquarius, Uh, And you might see these things online and around. Oh, we're now into the Pisces season because the Western astrology is uh, essentially inaccurate. (laughs) It's based on calculations from 2,000 years ago. So it's accurate to its own system, but not to what's actually happening in the stars. And we can't really distill a whole month of 30 days into just one energy. There's so much else going on. But with that being said, while we're in the sun in Aquarius time, This is a powerful time for major innovations and we're already moving towards this. I've talked about it how we're going into this major time of technological innovations. Uh, I saw some amazing things coming out just this week and we'll be seeing a lot of those coming up. So I'll be talking about those as they come up over the next two years, two and a half years, gonna be massive innovation and technology, leaps and bounds, exponential growth in technology. So it's things that seem like impossible right now are gonna be possible in a couple of years. So it's pretty amazing uh, with computers robots artificial intelligence uh, virtual reality all that stuff massive massive changes coming and the sun and aquarius at time is a personal a degree of that so there's this kind of innovation on yourself of like what beliefs are you moving towards what revolutions are happening internally and what really lights you up and brings you direction and creativity and helps you feel like you're in your element because the Aquarius energy can be quite eccentric and independent. And with the sun there, sun is very much an independent kind of energy. Of course, everything, all the planets revolve around the sun. And we just observe the, the phenomena of the universe around us, and we use them as sort of symbols to understand, oh, everything revolves around this ball of fire. And when certain things happen, we can understand these patterns. So where your sun is and where the sun is for everybody right now, is this Aquarius energy in February 12th, going through the month. And it's a good time to connect to your eccentricities and your unique expression and your own innovative, creative approach to life. Then on, again, Saturday, February 26th, Mars moves into Capricorn, it's exalted here, it's a very powerful place to be. So anything you wanna take action on, get done, and make movement in your life, make changes in your life, You'll feel a lot of drive for that during this transit and it's going to be there for a little while. So you got time to really be in it until April 7th when Mars moves into Aquarius. So it's very active, focused, driven time. Hard work is significantly rewarded here and that's going to look different for everybody. It doesn't mean you have to work 18 hour days and hustle and hustle, hustle, but it does give an energy and activation kind of drive to all of us to a degree. Look where Capricorn is in your chart to see how that's influencing you personally and if you don't know if you want help with that uh, the Vedic Astrology 101 course will help you start to understand how to do that and then of course you could schedule a reading with me also at quietmindastrology.com we can talk about it more there and then finally this month Venus moves back to Capricorn so we're not fully out of this whole time period that we've been going through with Venus retrograde and then it's not until it goes back to the degree it started to retrograde and then it moves forward from that degree that we're really out of that phase. So same thing with Mercury retrograde, and there's a little bit of that energy throughout the beginning of the month. And then with the Venus retrograde, there's still this rehashing of old issues, old patterns, things coming up from relationships, learning from our past, learning from our mistakes, learning how we are in relationship. And nobody can do that better, nobody can show us that better than our intimate partners. So if you're in a relationship, that person is going to show you your patterns better than anyone else. And it might not be comfortable to look at, and it might be triggering, and it might bring up a lot of conflict and challenges. So I always recommend having some sort of support, whether it be friends, coaches, counselors, astrologers, guides, any sort of community and support around that. So you're not just doing it on your own, which is sort of the modern Western approach of just being in a nuclear family unit and isolated from others. Of course, that. It's not very sustainable why we have the 50% plus divorce rate in the U.S. at least contributes to that in my judgment. And I think having community helps people stay together and connect. And of course, in India, they have a 1% divorce rate and community is such a massive part of the society. It's just built in that you don't just try to solve all your problems and live everything with just one person. You have family, friends, community community guides, astrologers, people you can talk to and work things out with. And that's really important throughout this month to keep that in mind. Don't try to do it all yourself in your relationships. You don't need to try to figure it all out. You don't need to have all the answers. But uh, what can be helpful is a willingness to receive guidance, a willingness to receive the answers from source or meditation or God or the universe. However, you receive that kind of guidance and support from the spiritual element of things with Sun and Aquarius, especially this month, but also just from the structures in your life with Venus and Capricorn. What is the foundation of your relationship? What kind of relationship would you both like to be in? Are you on the same page with finances and family and kids and all the foundational things, the structure of the relationship? And if not, what needs to be discussed? And against Adam rewards the hard work and doing difficult things and leaning into them in relationship. And of course, relationships always in general, always, I'm always cautious of saying always, uh, always. (laughs) And in in general, in relationships that are rewarded by doing the hard work as well and going into those triggers and wounds and reactions and patterns that we just are not going to rush brush up against in other relationships because it's such an intimate, vulnerable space to be in that of course we would at times feel defensive or protective or angry or resentful. And these are all normal experiences especially with the mars capricorn energy there can be some anger and frustration resentments coming up all to be healed all an opportunity to see them from this new perspective and the whole reason i call all this quiet mind it's not just something i made up it comes from the yoga sutra the oldest well not the oldest but the primary source text of yoga And right at the beginning, it says yoga is the quieting of the mind. What is yoga? Yoga is the quieting of the mind. So that we can abide in the true self and kind of still all the noise and static outside and turn inward and observe all of that stuff and choose how to respond to it rather than just keep reacting to it. So all this challenge of Capricorn energy, all the things I've talked about in recent episodes, all the things happening globally, the massive levels of fear and restrictions and delays and setbacks and challenges on all levels, especially this month with all these planets in Capricorn, it's all an opportunity to step back, observe how we're responding to it, how we want to respond to it, and choose to respond. And we always have that choice. And when we quiet the mind and all the chatter and the voices and I'm supposed to be this person and this person said that and all these stories and ideas, we can step back and just choose how we want to respond to it. We can choose to engage in the stories or pick a side or be anti this or pro that or on this side against that side. And it's coming from this place of choice now rather than just reactivity and being triggered and manipulated by the headlines or other people's opinions or picking sides and all the polar polarization and division that's happening in the world right now is part of this revolution that we are all in, as I've been talking about for a long time now. Still a long ways to go with that. So as always, this coming back to the self, uh, the true self underneath all that noise to choose how to respond to it. We always have that choice. So hopefully this episode was helpful in giving you some perspective of what's going on this month and knowing that, you know, it's going to be a a strong Capricorn kind of month, strong Saturn kind of energy. And that's not a bad thing. Capricorn sometimes gets a bad rap. I don't want to perpetuate that because I am in my Saturn Dasha. I love it. I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. So I am all about this Capricorn energy and it's making me, made me so much more mature and disciplined and a much better person from going through those challenges. And some, some of my Dear friends are Capric- very strong Capricorn energy, and they're amazing people. Uh, so it's it can very possibly it can be an amazing month, a lot of growth, a lot of opportunity to growth by going through the challenges, by doing the hard work and not avoiding it. And that's the opportunity here for us this month. And again, you can sign up for the waiting list for Vedic Astrology 101 at quietmindastrology.com, where you can also get your free Vedic birth chart and a little guide on how to make sense of it quietmindastrology.com and i look forward to sharing more with you next week for the weekly horoscope where we'll go in depth with the nakshatra transits which i did not talk about here this episode because we go into more depth and more updates of what's going on how we can make sense and best use all this energy going on in our lives and around us next week on the quiet mind astrology podcast